It's Bartender Journey, episode number 28. Vinyl's here with me in the studio. What up? What's going on? What's up, brother? Nice day, right? Summertime. That's it, bro. It's going to be over soon, though. Listen, <laughs> seize the day. Enjoy it. Have fun, man. That's all right. All right. What are we going to talk about today? Well, listen, man. First thing I want to ask you is how is your bourbon kit coming along? Ah, it's good. It's a, it's a one liter little cask. I'll show it to you later. All right. And uh, so the, the smaller the thing is, the less time it needs to um, to age. Okay. You know, so it, it picks up all the uh, color and the and the taste from the barrel. Since it's such a small barrel, it, it ages a lot quicker. So I, I, when I bought the thing and I left the place, I realized I didn't ask him how long, you know, should I keep this? And I'm, I'm thinking like months, you know. So I, I actually tweeted him and he wrote back and he said, uh, start tasting it after 10 days. So that that quick, it turns to you know, it turns wow. turns color and picks up all that flavor. So it's cool. So like, how long are you planning on keeping it? Just ten days. <laughs> well, I mean, uh, you know, I, I'll I'll taste it after the ten days and see see what I think. I, I I think I'll keep it in that barrel, you know, indefinitely, you know, as long as it takes me to drink it, you know. <laughs> see, it'll be interesting to see the difference in taste, you know, as time goes on, you know. The more you keep it in the barrel, is it more potent? Is that? I, I guess it'll get more. Well. Not more alcohol content, but more uh, more taste and more wow. color. So uh, interesting. Yeah, it'll be it's interesting. And I started my uh, coffee liqueur. I was just working on that today before you got here. So I I, um, I found a recipe on the internet. You know, is uh, I took espresso, ground up espresso, and right. and put it in a mason jar with cold water in the refrigerator. And I left it in there for this guy's recipe cold for uh, twelve hours. I actually just didn't get around to it, so it sat there for about four days. You know, and now, and then obviously you strain that through a coffee filter, and uh, you get this uh, cold brewed coffee. You know, so start wow. with that, and then uh, brown sugar and a vanilla bean, and I'm gonna use rum. You could use, uh, I guess you could use vodka, or I think rum, his recipe called for rum. It sounded like a good idea to me. Wow. So uh, yeah, that'll be that'll be cool. It's like cool. It. It's like I thought of like you know you have a garden of fruits yeah. and vegetables. Yeah, yeah. You can have a garden of alcohol in your I backyard, know. man. My home brew. Holy Vince's God. home brews and potions and solutions. I mean, honestly, we could probably sell that on the show, right? <laughs> uh, well, you need a license to sell liquor. Really? <laughs> some well, kind of. What some if kind we of make an energy drink? <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> you like those, I know. Yeah, oh, shit. But uh, no, and that's I bought, cool. Uh, while I was at that same place, this distillery, they had they had a lot of different bitters and um they had this stuff called jack rudy grenadine and it and and i'll show that to you too and it's uh oh my god it's so good (laughs) i came up with this drink i don't even it's so good i don't even know if i want to what's it how's it different from regular grenadine it's just delicious you know and it it just tastes a lot fresher it doesn't taste like chemicals it doesn't look like red dye you know it's 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 really good it's really good and uh, I, that with some chocolate bitters and and uh, I guess I tweeted the recipe already. So I, I saw that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I guess yeah. I made it. But it, it's so delicious. And I had my uh, my buddy was over the other night, and uh, we were drinking those, and we went through quite a bit. It was so, it's so good. Those chocolate bitters, man, are are unbelievable. So good. And uh, what else? I got bitters that were um they're called uh, uh oak wood barrel bitters or something like that. Those are good too. So, uh, yeah, it's fun, man, taking all these weird different ingredients and uh, making stuff with them. Oh, that's so cool, man. Yeah, check this out. I got the uh, Speakeasy book. It's by the uh, folks at Employees Only. So uh, I didn't even – I just got it. I didn't even crack it open yet. But uh, it looks like a pretty cool book. Very nice, right? Absolutely, man. Yeah, I got to get to that place. It's driving me nuts. I got to get there. 
It's right in our backyard too, man. I know. It's ridiculous Shit. that we've never been there. <laughs> we'll get there. No, you know, I got to tell you, you know, it's just doing the podcast, but the ingredients and the whole chef aspect, it's really like, yeah. it's changed my, you know, because when I first started, I was just like, you know what? All I give a shit about is making drinks and making money. That's all I need. It works right. for me. And I'm, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And, yeah. and the more I do this, I know shit. Yeah. And I just want to learn more and more. And I, you know, I, I just, hearing this, you know, if you would have asked me four months ago about you getting, you know, a barrel in your backyard, I'd been like, <laughs> yeah, I, I would have humored you. I'm like, really interesting. Like, I really am into it. it yeah. I'm like a garden of booze in your backyard. And that's cool. so cool that yeah. you're able to, to have that, you know? Like, yeah. Just, yeah. nah, I mean, even Whole Foods, like he, the idea of me down the road having my own garden yeah, and just that I can have like, you know, bourbon in my backyard. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, that's epic. At the, at the bar I'm working at, we have uh, this whole bunch of mint growing outside. And uh, when I first started working there, somebody asked me for a, um, for a mojito, you know, and I said to the other, the other bartender was just getting off duty and she actually, she was sitting at the bar having a drink and I was like, where's the mint? She goes, you want me to go pick you some? <laughs> I said, oh, wow. cool, yeah. That's so said, cool. No, he said, you, you got to show me where it's at so yeah. I know next time. But yeah, we, you know, talk about fresh ingredients. We went and picked it and yeah. made the drink, you know, two minutes later. <laughs> wow, excellent. Yeah, I'm going to grow, I'm going to grow some herbs, you know, in the, uh, next summer. I'm going to grow some stuff to have for, for making drinks, you know? No, I, yeah. I, I'm starting with a garden, man. Yeah. Right. I really, honestly, I mean, I'm just like, just to live off the land and be more like not rely on just going to your local liquor store. Like, yeah. just to think it's more involved. Like, yeah. well, you just talked about grenadine. Yeah. Like, I think grenadine is, sh- I mean, garbage. garbage. Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. I make a Shirley Temple or, yeah. you know. And, <laughs> uh, yeah, Roy Rogers. Yeah. And then, you know, what you just described where it's like, it's like more natural, less chemicals. I, yeah. I never even thought they could make a grenadine like that. It's it's uh, it's unbelievably delicious. You, w- you wouldn't believe it. It's so wow. good with the chocolate bitters and and, uh, and vodka is the last thing I put wow. in. And uh, it's it's so good. Oh. Wow. Make, make that as a cocktail up, you know, stir it up, chill it, put nice. it in a martini glass. Oh, oh man, that's, cool. that's sick. So good. That's sick, man. Or as a shot. <laughs> that's cool, man. But, uh, you know, it, I was thinking that we really, we cover a lot on the show. We cover everything from drink knowledge to inner game, Disney, spirit knowledge. One thing I really don't think we covered or really go a deep dive into is shaking, mm-hmm. shaking drinks. And I think that um, shaking is very important in bartending. You mm-hmm. know, sh- shaking a drink is a way of a bartending, a bartender marking his or her territory. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You yeah. shake vigorously. It gives the bartender confidence and you know, mm-hmm. swagger. Mm-hmm. You shake to a rhythm, beat. It draws attention to yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. That's for sure. It makes you, it, it's your battle cry. It's yeah. to the horns and drums. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So it's, uh, and you know, I know this sounds corny, but I always thought of shaking as a way, shaking the drink as a way of, of paying respect to the craft, hmm. the spirits, the bar guy. You know, it just to me, nice. because if you think about it, you're shaking a drink like every fifth cocktail. Uh-huh. You know, so I, I, that's the way I looked at it. So, and the, the and every, old, yeah. what's every, that? Everybody has their own style, you know. Some yeah. People, some people go back and forth, use two hands, one hand. Yeah, exactly. You know, every uh, bartender has their own way of shaking. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing. And the old saying, saying in the bar game, I mean, I'm, you heard this, you know, you shake it to awake it. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and uh, another one I heard was you shake it to awake it, not rock, and, not, not rock it to sleep. 
<laughs> shake it to wake it. So, and you use that that aggressive energy and that that showmanship. You can never go wrong with that. You can yeah. never go wrong with that. People yeah. want to see that, and it stands out. Like when you shake mm-hmm. that drink, yeah, people will be like, "Wow!" It's just you'll, conversations will stop if you're doing that correctly. You know? Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, you sell more uh, more cocktails and less less beer, or you know, it'll maybe it'll wake somebody up to uh, try something new. Yep. You know? Yeah. Now, when, when I shake, I shake, you know, like vigorously with confidence. I would do like a slow 12 count. What would you do? I don't know. I, I don't, I guess I don't really count. I just, okay. I don't know. It's sort of an internal timer, I okay. guess. <laughs> and, and you know, you shake with a passion, you shake with aggression, you shake with confidence, you know, so it, it's, I love it. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's helped me with shaking and it kind of, it sets you apart, you know? And, and you it, like the uh, w- which type shaker do you prefer? Well, yeah. we're gonna get to that. Okay, you're, you're a wise man, sir. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know the the more the alcohol, more ingredients in the drink, you shake longer and harder. So mm. and. You know, um, when I first started shaking, I would shake so long that, and I would make ridiculous faces that people would be like, are you scaring people? You know, I would like overdo it where it looked cool. Then it was like, you know, can I have the fucking drink, please? You know what I mean? I look like I was going to kill you, you know? So, you know, you got to find your own thing. And so if you talk about, you talk about shaking, right? Mm -hmm. You got to talk about shakers. Right. Okay. So right now, would you say, in my opinion, would you agree that the two most popular shakers in the bar would be the Boston Shaker mm-hmm. and the three-piece shaker? Mm-hmm. Now, with that, with that being said, what do you recommend and what do you use? I like I like the three piece, you know, uh, you know, sh- shake it hard. You, you know, you're not worried about it coming apart, really. Yep. You know, I mean, here, I got one. Right, I got mine right here. And uh, see, I can I can wrap my hands around. I can wrap my hands around this part and put my top finger on the top just to make sure it doesn't come loose yep and uh i can do that all one hand you know yep and i do it i do it up like this but um and then it's already it's ready to strain you know it's got a strainer built in makes sense to me you know that's what i use yeah. and i agree with you 100 percent using one hand it's great it's quick over the shoulder blah 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 yeah i love it with and- a two-piece shaker i'm always like i'm afraid you know i don't want it to come apart and spray everybody so yeah. i always use two hands with a two-piece shaker and I don't want to do that, you know. I can be doing something else with my other hand. And that's the Boston shaker with the two piece. It's the it's the mixing glass. Yeah. And it's that the snug metal tumbler. Yeah. And and you strain it with the Hawthorne strainer. It's just it's involved. I mean, yeah. some people swear by it. Yeah. It's just for me. I wasn't the quickest bartender, so mm-hmm. I needed something to shave the seconds off. And the three piece right. shaker worked well for me. The only drawback with the three piece shaker is it freezes sometimes, mm. and to get the uh, to get the cap off is a pain in the neck. But with that said, with the three-piece shaker, I've always, I, and I talked about this in previous shows, I had three three-piece shakers. I had one, mm-hmm. which would be for Martinis, Rob Roy, Manhattan, and usually I would just strain those. Mm-hmm. I'd have a separate shaker for milk drinks and then the, another shaker just for sours, yeah. Cosmos, anything else. So mm-hmm. I, I loved it. You know what I mean? No, ever since you mentioned the short shake, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't usually do that before, but now I'm finding... You know, for a whiskey sour, it makes sense to just, you know, build the drink right in the glass you're going to use. Put the other little shaker on top. Shake it a couple times. You, yep. know, you know, a whiskey sour, you don't have to shake that long. And, um, yeah. you know, bang, done. So three-piece shaker. And practice home. Yeah. We talk about pouring. Yeah. Practice your shake at home, whether it be a Boston shaker or a three-piece shaker. As I say, to utilize YouTube, mm-hmm. that's working your craft. You want to be confident when you're shaking. Yeah. You know? Oh, absolutely. Now, okay, now I'm I'm like like just so excited about the bar game that 
we talk about shaking drinks. For the last month, I've been focused on uh, Japanese bartending techniques. Hmm. Now, That's I cool. have you have a video. You have a video yeah, queued up. Yeah. Maybe the day of the show, that when we release the show, we can release this video. But check well, out. I can, uh, yeah, we, well, we can tweet a link to it. Yeah. Plus, I can also put it. What I can do is put a link to it up on our um, website that we have now. Exactly. You know, because I use I try to, I don't think I did it last week. But I, I try to put the show notes up there. You can listen to the show right on our website. And uh, I can put stuff like, you know, I can put YouTube videos on. Sure, that's no problem. And it's, uh, what's our website? It's bartenderjourney.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. So, uh, yeah, I'll have to remember to do that. Okay. So th- this video right here, right? Uh-huh. I've been watching the same video yeah. for like a month. All right. Sh- just watch this, man. Okay. Let's just break this down. And for listeners at home who can watch it live when they're listening to the podcast. It just shakes. Unbelievable. Three parts London gin, one part fresh lime juice. Yeah. That's sugar syrup. He's making a gin sour. Watch this, man. This <laughs> shit. Holy shit. <laughs> God damn, bro. <laughs> Classy. That is sick. Holy shit. Imagine putting that in your game. Huh? Imagine putting that in your game. Yeah. I saw a lot, a lot of guys at Tales of the Cocktail did that. A lot of the bartenders. Dude, this is it. Now watch this. Look how violently he puts it in. Look at that. It's like slamming it in. Holy shit. It's like, what? And then like the, squeezing the shaker. The final one. Oh, holy shit. And then the ice cube. What's he doing with ice cubes? Watch oh, this. Oh, he's gonna put one in the <laughs> the garnishment. Oh, okay. Bro, I am trying to. Uh, okay, so as you could tell by my voice, I'm a little <laughs> motivated by this. And what do we always talk about to tell people if they have a question to go to a bar and ask a? Right. Okay, so this yeah. is what I did, man, because I am so fucking fired up with this shit. Yeah. I went to a Japanese bar near my house. Right? Oh yeah. And I walk in, and all I want to do is order a cocktail and see the Japanese hard shake or hard shake. So I walk in, and it was kind of weird. I'd never been there before. It was a standing bar. Okay. So it was more, to my mind, it was a service bar, but there mm. were some people standing having a drink. Okay. So I go up to uh, this nice young lady, and I said, um, I would like to order a drink. And she's trying to push food, which, mm. and I'm like, no, 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 I just want a drink. So uh-huh. she gives me the menu. I go, uh, you know, give me a Long Island iced tea. But hard shake, like that hard, and I'm looking at her like hard shake. So she's looking at me, and there's a little bit of a language barrier. Okay. So she's like, "What?" I go, "I want a Long Island iced tea, hard shake," and I'm like moving my hands like you know, I to shake her, like as if I had a shaker in my hand. And she's looking at me, and she like points to like a strainer with like a hawthorn, like a yeah. tin with a hawthorn strainer, like that's what she's, and I'm like. <laughs> then all of a sudden, I, I, a bunch of the waiters and waitresses come by because they see she's confused, and I'm uh. like, I want, a, <laughs> I, I want a Long Island iced tea, hard shake. <laughs> and then I realized the people like that were drinking next to me, like the yeah. guests. Yeah, I looked like a creep. I looked like a little, <laughs> little strange. And I was like, and I got, I got, holy shit! So I, I hit the eject button, bro. And I, <laughs> you I just left. No, I did. The, I did the move like I got a phone call. I'm like, uh, I pick up my phone. I'm like, hello. I'm like, one minute, please. I got the fuck out of Dodge, dude. Because they were looking at me like I was crazy, bro. And I'm like, passionate. I, I will tip you 100. percent I just want to see the hard shake live, man. Yeah, no. No, man. I, I don't think I would have known. What you're talking about either, hard shake. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know, man. No, I have not seen it around. It's funny you say you saw it at Tales of the Cocktail. Oh, yeah, a lot of guys did that. 
I have not seen it around any bars, mm-hmm. you know, and um, it's uh, it gets me. Uh, I get really excited, man, seeing that, you know. And, uh, <laughs> you know, since doing the podcast, as you can tell, I'm, I'm getting really, really amped up about bartending, and it's like I'm looking at bartending uh, like through fresh eyes. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, definitely. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. And I feel like I'm on my second honeymoon with bartending. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah, like, yeah. no, man. I know. Like the sour mix. I look at that sour mix. It comes out of the gun. I'm like, that's, and then that's gross, man. I'm thinking, like, why gross. not get fresh sour mix? How hard why? would it be? Well, simple syrup? And fresh lemon juice. It Come makes on. the drink a thousand percent better. It really does. You know? And then you can experiment with different, you know, with other things, too. And fresh yeah. lime juice is amazing. Well, you know, it's thinking of... um you know, thinking of like how I'm more excited and getting more into the game, I think about the interview we had with uh, Eric Vutran mm-hmm. and how he stated that like MMA, he like looks at, I mean, excuse me, he looks at bartending as MMA, mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. as like, you know, multiple disciplines, like mixed martial arts, you have jujitsu, you have wrestling, you have boxing, you have kickboxing, you mm-hmm. have you know, other stuff and you got to be well-versed. Right. And how he applied bartending, how he, he trained and, and, and approached bartending was with that mentality. And to me, it's just, it just, it just so much to learn that I'm a journeyman. You know right. what I mean? I'm, st- I'm not, I, down the road. I would love to be a master bartender, but I have a long way to go, and I'm I'm excited yeah. about you know learning more and more as I go along. The the drinks, the techniques, the customer service, yeah. spirit knowledge that you talk about. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in the barrel in your backyard. Dude. Yeah, I gotta show you. Do you remember what episode that was? If anybody missed it and wants to go back, I tried to looking it. for it. It's, I mean, I think it was in May. I want to say we, I want to say 18, but I don't know if the, I don't know. I'm just picking that out of the out of the sky. Yep. Well, you know, we talk. You know, what really got me more uh, too amped up was I was in the I was in Manhattan. I went to dinner Thursday, and I'm at this uh, I'm at this restaurant, and the table next to me orders a, a bottle of wine. Yeah, this waiter presented this wine yeah. like a fucking soldier, man. Yeah. It was just, it was remarkable to see the passion, how serious this waiter was presenting this wine. The label was always facing. Yep. Always. He, he took it apart like it was like, you ever see when the military guys take the guns apart mm. and put it back? Mm-hmm. He just was like, he opened it up, then he gave the cork to the person who made the purchase. Sure. You know, I haven't seen that in a while, and, uh-huh. you know, but seeing it done with that much, it was just was grace, man. And yeah. it, just, it just made me realize like... What I just witnessed, I can apply into my game. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Like the hard shake, the, the presentation of the wine, the knowledge of the bourbon in the in, in the barrel in your backyard. It's just there's yeah. so much to learn. You know? What yeah, I mean? that's an interesting point. That um, I mean, I, that comes naturally to me, but maybe uh, we should just mention it for people who don't know. If you're if you're pouring wine or even a good liquor. You don't want to cover the label with your hand while you're pouring it, you know, and it's that that goes back, you know, hundreds of years, you know, that tradition. But you know, it makes sense because you want, you know, you somebody orders a good bottle of wine, they want to know that they're drinking what they ordered, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so, and uh, I guess most people know, but you know, when you in a in a fancy restaurant, you'll un- uncork the wine, like you were saying, you present that, uh, you put that in front of the person who's ordered it. That's to... Uh, it's a ceremony, right? It, yeah, but it goes back to when corks go go bad. You know, it doesn't happen very often these days with modern techniques, but, you know, years ago, the corks would go bad sometimes. And if that cork was spongy, the wine's no good. Yeah. You already know. you got to send that bottle back. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the reason for that. Yeah. And then, of course, uh, you give a little taste to the person who ordered it. Yeah. Small taste. person tastes it and says, 
says, okay, so now, now the, now the waiter can serve it to the, to the guests, the other people at the table. And then the let, and then he'll fill the, the host or the person who ordered the wine, fill his glass last. So he yeah. gets the first taste, but then he gets filled up last. Wow. So that, that's, that's wine service. <laughs> that's that. I mean, it blew me away because I haven't seen, I've seen people serve, present wine before, but it was kind of like going through the motions. Yeah. This individual was so like focused and like proud yeah. to be, presenting this wine that right. people were actually like staring at it yeah sure like the table i was at we were just like wow and i looked i said that you see that that's yeah. that's that's game right there that's yep that's it man you know what i mean and it's kind of like it makes me realize like i just got to keep bringing my my game up man mm-hmm. there's so much to know yeah that's uh yeah it's ceremony like you said is part of it but it's uh it's tradition and um that's the that's the right way to do it even opening even the way he opened it on a slant uh-huh. And like he just did it so quick, he picked up the 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 you know the foil from the thing, quickly put it in his pocket, always looking. But mm-hmm. like, and he wasn't smiling. It was just weird, but very. <laughs> but it was very not like threatening, but very like, wow, you're paying for this. Yeah, you're gonna get. I'm gonna present wine to you. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I was like a, a. It's a nice summer day. There's a lot of motorcycles going yeah. by. That's what you're hearing. Um, I don't, for some reason, that reminds me of a story. Uh, I was in uh, Montreal in a super nice, fancy restaurant uh, with some buddies, and I ordered a Irish coffee. Right, so this guy he comes over with a with a cart. You know, it's a it's a, like a dining room cart, and uh, you know, like we used to do the the cordials after dinner. Oh, or, I you know, that. yeah. But uh, anyway, it's on a cart like that. He put the Irish whiskey in the glass. First of all, the glass is being heated up. You know, yeah. he put hot water in it before he brought it over, so the glass is getting heated up. The coffee, the glass coffee mug, and uh, so then he, um, so then I guess he he dumps that water out, puts the Irish whiskey in, puts the hot coffee in, and then he um, he took a ladle and put um, Irish mist, which is uh, Irish. It's a sweetened Irish whiskey. It's meant meant for after dinner. It's a liqueur, and uh, he heats it up with a match in the ladle. You know, the, the, the Irish whiskey's in the ladle. Underneath, he, he uses a match or something to heat it up. And then he lights it on fire in the ladle, and he pours it from the ladle on fire into the mug. <laughs> it was everybody, and like you say, everybody's just watching it. It was, like, really cool. Yeah. But then that reminds me of the story when you said you'd, you'd never do that again. <laughs> you'll yeah. Never, I, you'll never light anything on fire again. I, yeah, I remember you telling that. Like, you said it was like a flamethrower. Oh, I told the story yeah, before? Yeah, yeah, but it was cool. Oh. <laughs> hey, it's worth telling again, man. I mean, to hit a point. I mean, this is, you know, that's... That's you experience, it was, it, man. Yeah, to see it that was, you can't. Everybody, you know, we were like six guys, and we, you know, we're talking, talking. Every conversation just stopped, and everybody's just watching this. You know, it was because it was impressive, man. Yeah, it man. was cool. All right, so we'll wrap up the show for this week, and uh, you know, get in touch with us. We'd like to hear from you. Um, questions, comments, or uh, stories from behind the bar. We love that kind of stuff. And uh, even if there's somebody out there who wants to be interviewed, that would be awesome. And, uh, oh, wow, look at Bano's new card here. Inner game for bartenders. Art of the tip. Very nice. And, uh, yeah, looks good, man. Professional. It's got a whiskey, a uh, martini glass on there with three olives. Now, did, did I ever mention this before about the olives in the drink? No. The, somebody served me a martini. I was in, um, when I was coming back, actually, from um, uh, Tales of Cocktail in New Orleans, uh, my flight was, my connecting flight was delayed, so I was stuck in Detroit for hours. And uh, I ordered, I went into uh, the airport bar and ordered a martini, right? First of all, she shook it, which I didn't like that. I wanted stirred. <laughs> it's supposed to be stirred. And then um, she puts in two olives. 
And I said, don't you know it's bad luck to have two olives? You, you always have to have an odd number. You put one big one, three, three smaller ones, or five. You never put an even number. That's bad luck. You shouldn't know what I was talking about. You, don't, you look like... No, no, I'm just... <laughs> was this in the middle of the air? Huh? Was this in the middle of the air? Was this in the plane ride? No, oh no 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 no! It was a, it was a it was a layover in Detroit, I was and, say. and it was <laughs> no I was no I'm not plane. no I'm not I'm not trying to school the uh, yeah. the uh, flight attendants yeah. on how to uh, <laughs> how to make drinks, but you know she's a bartender in an airport bar, yeah. and uh, she had never heard of that before. I don't know. I thought it was common knowledge, but no, you're not. right. <laughs> so anyway, we were wrapping up the show. Yeah. Um, Stories from behind the bar. If you want to be on our show, let us know. You can get me at vince.bartender at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at barkeeptips. Vano? Yes, you can reach me at Twitter at Vance Vano. And you can reach me email at bartender2222 at gmail.com. And I'm on Instagram. I mistakenly, I gave the wrong uh, Instagram handle. I think it was last week. Um, or the week before, it's actually uh, Vince Bartender. So it's uh, no dash or dot or anything. Vince Bartender on Instagram. Not, uh, I think I said it was Bartender Journey last time. So uh, yeah, Vince Bartender on Instagram. Our website again is bartenderjourney.weebly.com. All right, we'll see you next time. Take care.